Hey guys, I'm your host Toko and this is my podcast, is a verse for that. So, thank, welcome, welcome back. So today's pod is going to be a book recommendation. And this is Ephesians and this is one of my favorite books and by one of my favorite people, Bible characters. And this was written around AD 61 during Paul's imprisonment in Rome. So, basically, just an overview of Paul's character. Paul was very much so an antichrist. He hated Christians. He used to persecute them and kill them and imprison them until he had a personal encounter with Jesus and he basically did a whole 180 and started living for Christ. But, 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 unlike Disney um, endings, he didn't get, he didn't quite get the, and everything changed for the better. His life actually got worse in a sense if you looked at it from a worldly perspective. He lost his position of power. People didn't really respect him as much because they were like, bro, you literally... You said that, you said that you're this person, now you're this person. Like, bro, what's going on? Who are you? We thought you we thought you were this kind of person. Now you changed to be this person. Like, I'm kind of cut you off. And I can relate to that. And besides that, he was still very steadfast. And I think... People in his position right now, sitting is that he was imprisoned. Right now, a lot of people would have regretted that. But he became so on fire for God. And I think that's so relatable to me because, listen, me and Paul, we see each other. And so, basically, this book, I feel like, has so much knowledge about spiritual growth. And I feel like it also reminds us of Jesus' purpose here. And give us a re- it gives us a really good overview of what jesus jesus's intention was and also this is happening after jesus um resurrected and so it's giving us so much so a uh, what now um solution or solution to what now and so one of my favorite chapters is probably um ephesians 3 verse 14 to 21 which gives us um paul's prayer for spiritual growth and so as much as Paul was in prison, he was still ministering to people through these letters. And so I think prayer is really important. Prayer, like, especially community-based prayer, because it's so much easier to move mountains in a collective group than it is for one person to carry the burden. And one of my favorite lines is, Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinity more than we might ask or think glory to him in the church and in jesus christ through all generations forever and ever amen so this is the close these are the closing lines and so i think it just reinforced what i was saying earlier that you know it's very collective we us power at work within us that god recognizes community and it is important to be part of a community and It is helpful, especially in times where you feel lost. Because as a Christian, those times will come more spiritual warfare, which I'll be getting to in a second. And so, I just love this book. And it's really very, very, very messy because I write in my Bible. And also, so much highlighting. And also, besides that, it also gives you, like, active steps to take when it comes to being a christian living in the light and spirit guided relationships which i feel like a lot of people in relationships should really look at and see that this is the new standard because listen the standard of relationships right now not good mediocre i'm not gonna lie and 
here it gives us a spirit guided relationships giving basically saying how to live a spirit guided relationship or how to live a relationship in the spirits husbands and wives and that is that's essentially what relationships relationships are supposed to look like and even though i'm not in a relationship i feel like personally for me i can give biblical based advice using this and that's so powerful and for people who are in relationships this is this is the standard look to the person this is the standard and so besides that it also gives us like as i said earlier living in the light meaning that as just a basic basic very very basic overview there's so much mom just skimming over here as christians there's a particular standard or particular way we should be living it's not it's not perfect whatsoever it's not like oh you should not sin well duh, that's kind of impossible it just gives us like a really good blueprint rather let me not say standard because standard is like it, it makes it sound toxic but it gives us like a really good blueprint of how a life of a christian should look like or or kind of emulate in a sense it says here in the opening in the first two verses that imitate god therefore in everything you do because you are his dear children live a life filled with love following the example of jesus christ he loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us and a pleasing aroma to god so there's so much more here but just to unpack that a little bit it says that imitate god it doesn't say be god because that's quite literally impossible and that's what the world is teaching us today you're your own god you're your own goddess which kind of contradicts the bible not even kind of very much so contradicts the bible and it says imitate god meaning that not just god but the holy trinity as, as itself because jesus's work here on earth is so remarkable and there's so much more we can learn there's so much more we can put into our own lives or put into practice in our own lives and it says that basically in everything that you do because you as dear children live a life filled with love and following the example of christ and love is the main ingredient in the bible <laughs> it's one of the main themes, like number one theme, especially in the New Testament, number one theme is love. Because as Christians, we've based our faith on the following of Christ. And Christ was so compassionate, not just in his mission here on earth, but for the people and his message. And one of the things that I can say, or one of the examples I can give of God's or Jesus' love for us or for the for his people was when in the Bible when he went to the temple and people were making, were selling things and making it like a marketplace. And he started turning tables over, scattering money on the floor. And it's like, you guys, you guys have made my father's house a marketplace. You guys are dishonorable. You guys are disgraceful. But out of love, obviously. But I think that's so... This is just, it's not, this is not verbatim. Just read it. I'll link it down below about where that happens. I, I know it sounds really bad, but it's, it's, it's really interesting. And, that's just so interesting to me because he had so much compassion for the church and that's what we are called to emulate or or follow. And that's like Ephesians 5. And then the spirit-guided relation, relationship is also in Ephesians 5, which basically talks about um how... I know this is going to sound really bad, but how women or a wife should submit to a husband, but not in a sexual way or not in a way where she's lesser than the man. It's... It's in a way where 
where not really a scratch my back i'll scratch yours but where it's beneficial in a sense where he himself not just it's not just a woman thing where she should carry the relation relationship on her back but where he by you giving yourself to him it kind of sim- give it kind of simil- kind of like mimics the way we as christians have given our lives to christ and it does say that husbands should take care of her because you know he basically says she's not wasting her time here she she's a child she's a woman of god and this is the standard god is her father and you're supposed to emulate that you're supposed to attempt to out outshine that and i and yeah and basically says that, she, that a man should take care of a woman as he takes care of himself because she's one with christ and you know not to be messed around with because she's a masterpiece essentially so it's not bad and also in in six six is my favorite 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 chapter because it gives us this is where the armor of god comes from how to put on the armor of god and i'll be discussing that now i'll discuss it now but the first part talks about parents and children and how we should obey our parents but parents should not um lead your children to anger because sometimes parents do be provoking us and it says here in four fathers do not provoke your kids to anger by the way you treat them rather bring them up with discipline and instruction that comes from the lord yes this this is valid because you know one of the most glamorized verses obey your parents that you may live longer in the ten commandments but later on, thousands of years, of thousands of years later, that was in, I believe, the commandments in Deuteronomy. But yeah, thousands of, thousands of years later in Ephesians, it talks about how fathers should not provoke us to anger. And this also shouldn't be misused as the follow, uh, obey your parents versus overused or abused. But it should be a benchmark of how there should be respect between the relationship between a parent and their kid it shouldn't just be just because i'm your kid i should just follow whatever you say and whether you disrespect me or not i should just love you no not the way to go but then again we should respect our parents and so i one of the things that didn't really didn't really it kind of linked to it but it just i think okay listen the bible is perfectly written but personally for me maybe in a later stage of my life i understand why this was put here but also right after that it talks about slaves and their masters but anyway do what you will then after that it talks about um the arm of god and so this 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 is so valuable because this is pertaining to spiritual warfare and how as christians we can never be possessed but listen the devil will throw anything because if god's after something as valuable as your heart the devil is too and so you need to know as a christian you need to know how to fight against that and there are steps to fight against that and that's found in in ephesians 6 verse 10 to 18 and these are one of the verses that these are the verses that i meditate on daily because listen the devil will attack you daily it may not be in a way hey there's there was a black demon standing in front of me no sometimes it can be not feeling as though you're good enough it can be comparing yourself to other people it can be feeling as though you know why am i even following jesus you know doubts you know um 
what else depression because listen i have gone through each and every one of those and it's not fun at all <laughs> it's not fun exhaustion laziness all of that basically taking breaking down everything that you've worked hard to build in christ in a matter of a second and that i can personally att- attest to because there was a week not too long ago i that was one of the worst weeks I've experienced that so far this year. I felt as though this was the end. Now I cannot, I cannot picture another. I cannot picture myself going through another day. I was crying every single day, and that's not good at all, because that was literal spiritual warfare. Because I've never felt like that ever since I have taken my relationship with Christ seriously, and that's that should sound alarm bells, alarm bells in your head, because as people of christ we're not called to be sad that's not that's not a gift god has given us sadness depression none of that has has been given to us as christians but the devil will attack you with that and so it's important to know what to do i'm not gonna spoil for anyone in case anybody wants to read but it gives you a physical picture of armor to visualize in place so that we know exactly what to do because most of us at least for me Firstly, for me, the Bible, I couldn't really picture myself doing certain things like or relate, put put a picture in my head based on what I was reading. And this is a really good example, a really good tactic that I believe this Paul used. Sorry, forgive me. But Paul used to give us an image, give us something to work with. And I think it kind of stresses the importance of it because it's kind of, it's it's a different way of, teaching to us because previously it just gives you instructions of you should live like this you should do that but figuratively putting um a method to a piece of armor i think is so unique and it's so different in a sense that it's easier for people to relate to and i think i think it just stressed the import it just stressed the importance of putting on the armor and knowing how to fight against spiritual warfare and from personal experience i say this worked i'm not saying it's like a gym membership or it's like a workout regime it takes time it takes intention it takes meditation and it does work because when those when that attack comes you know what to do it's better than just sobbing and wallowing in in sadness and i think it's better to take active steps to fight against that and when i did it it became 10 times easier to handle them. But this doesn't mean that those attacks might not come. It, they will come. And the devil will keep on fighting. But as you grow, you understand how to fight back. Because as Christians, we're constantly at war. But, you know, you can fight back. And so the book kind of... The, the same part, um, verse 18, kind of talks about praying in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and persistent in all your prayers and believers, for, for believers everywhere. So this is talking about a prayer of intercession, interceding on people's behalf. Listen, sometimes it's really good to be self-involved and, you know, take care of yourself and, you know, fight demons for yourself. But <coughs> as a community, you're also called to minister to others and pray for other people and that's very much so so important because when jesus also prayed for other people and you know as i said here we're called to imitate the lord and follow jesus 
and follow the examples of Jesus. So we need to also pray for other people and stand in the gap for others as well. Not only when they ask, but when you feel the Spirit is nudging you to pray for people. And I've been praying for a lot of people in my life. And not only for the reward, but for compassion, out of compassion, because I would never want people to go through what I've gone through or never or want people to go through bad things. And, you know, like may, that, might, that might even cause them to shift further away from God than they might have been. And, yeah. And he ends it off by a final greeting. And it says here that to bring you to get date, Ty, I'm not going to attempt to pronounce this name. Ty will give you a full report about what I've been doing and how I've been getting along. He is a beloved brother and a faithful helper in the Lord's work. I have sent him to to you for this very purpose to let you know how we are doing and to encourage you peace be with you dear brothers and sisters and may the may may god the father and the lord jesus christ give you love with faithfulness may god's grace be eternally upon all who love the lord jesus christ and i think that's so beautiful it's so cute cannot cute that's that's so uh but it's so like personal if i may say this not like He's not distancing himself from you. He's like, kind of informing about his day, like, like as as if, as if we're friends with Paul. And even though man's is long dead, we can kind of see the community part of what I was talking about earlier and how he's praying for us because this is like a final of a, fi- a, ki- a final greeting. And earlier on in the book, he does pray for people, as I read earlier, where um I said I spoke about. Ephesians 3 verse 14 to 21 where he does pray and so I think one of the highlights here was where he spoke about that Thai person I'm really sorry I cannot pronounce this name but he spoke about Thai who um, he has sent to us for this very purpose and kind of reminded me of how Jesus sent the Holy Spirit to us and I think it kind of it kind of see you can kind of see how Paul is using his own words in his own life because earlier on he did he did say imitate God and follow the example of Christ and here he is literally following the example of Christ um in a written way and so where he says peace be with you dear brothers and sisters I think that's so like heartwarming not in a gushy way but it's just you know a way I think a lot of the books that he has written and they end like this. And I think that's one of his kind of like signature ways and signatures on his letters. Because it's essentially a letter. But I think it's so, it's it's so, it's so good. And it's so, it's so loving. And you can just feel the compassion. Especially where he says, may God, the Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ give you love with faithfulness. May God's grace be, etern- be eternally upon all who love the lord jesus christ and yeah i think he cares for the people especially the people lyrically or literally speaking he's talking about the people that he's writing to but i think it can also be extended onto us who might be reading the book and yeah i think that's so beautiful so yeah that's the book of ephesians i hope you do read it one of my favorites that i've read thank you for listening um this was
Hi guys, um, a very important topic. Christians are being persecuted all over the world right now. And even if you can't do- donate, please read the link that I have in my bio and pray for them because they need us more than ever right now. And please join me in prayer as we pray for them. And if you can, please donate. The link will be in my bio. God bless.